you ever wondered if the stars and planets have an effect on how you move through the world? Or maybe you're curious about what part or purpose you have here on Earth. Today we have a super amazing being with us, Meg Keane. Meg has helped us to explore our place in the stars and here on Earth many times. They are a consulting astrologer and clinical herbalist, and their intention is to bring others into nourishing companionship with themselves and our animate world. Meg believes astrology and herbalism can help us discover new ways to tend to ourselves, which increases our capacity to care for other humans, our wise flora and fauna kin, and the planet beneath our feet. We can't wait for you to join on this adventure into the stars. Welcome to Adventures with Spirit. Hi, I'm Andrea Neville. And I'm Jessica Paschke. We are psychic mediums who like to consider our spiritual experiences as adventures. We've discovered that sometimes the adventure is wonderful and unexpected, and sometimes it's really uncomfortable. So join us as we chat about spiritual adventures and answer your questions, giving you specific tools and practices you can use to navigate the journey with more confidence. Welcome to Adventures with Spirit. Welcome, Meg. We're so glad that you're with us today. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. So you describe astrology as a form of divination where we are communing with the planets and stars and you describe them as our celestial elders, which I absolutely love. So for Mm -hmm. people who don't really know anything about astrology, can you tell us a little bit about what it is and what kind of astrology you practice? Yeah. And I love that you asked what kind of astrology I practice because there are so many. Um, So astrology is the study of the movement of the planets and the way that those movements correlate to experiences on earth. And so it is this bridge between the wonder of being outside and seeing the stars or basking in the sun and what it is like to be here. Um, And so that particular practice is incredibly old. I mean, it goes back as far as We know it probably goes back further than this to Babylonian astral omen watching um, and has been across many, many cultures um, throughout all of time. So uh, (laughs) there is a lineage that I practice inside of, but it is messy and it is, I think, um, uh, dubiously called Western astrology when actually is hardly purely Western. It is, um, we, we owe a great debt to many other cultures besides Europe for astrology. (laughs) Um, and, uh, I practice what's called natal astrology, which is the study of basically it's a snapshot of the sky at the moment you were born. We take Mm -hmm. a look at that and we draw a chart for that or a horoscope. Um, and we make, um, those correlations between the sky and you and how you're woven into everything. Um, There are other forms of astrology that are focused on other types of omen reading and analysis, but that is what I practice. I love that. So it's really about that moment when you're born, like Mm -hmm. where you're born, the time you were born Mm -hmm. and where everything was in the sky when that all happened. 
Yeah. I often start an astrology session. You're looking at this like circle chart with a bunch of symbols all over it. And it's going to be really disorienting for someone who's never seen it before, or has seen it several times. Honestly, it takes a minute to get situated in that space. Um, that's why you have a guide. Um, mm-hmm. but I often draw a line across what's called the ascendant and the descendant. Um, because that's the horizon line. And I think that's really important that we bring the earth into astrology. Otherwise, I'm not sure what we're doing with it. Um, But it's like, if you could imagine someone stepping outside at the exact moment that you were born and looking up, what would they have seen? What was like suffuse in the space of your um, coming into being that was... um, for lack of a better word, like the vibe, uh, the astral vibe (laughs) of what you were brought into. And what does that say about you and your life? Um, And it's not just your kind of astrology I practice. It's not just your personality. It's also like the people you'll meet and the experiences you'll have. And um, it's, it's so, it is your like inner multiplicity, but it's also your entire story and all the little stories inside that story. So yeah, it's pretty vast. I love that when you say it's, it's your story. I think that's so interesting. Um, when did you, and how did you, oh, I have so many questions. <laughs> like, which one do I ask first? Okay. So at first I have to say, and I don't know if Andrea, I remember you've done many readings for us both. And I love the horizon that made that so much clearer. Cause you kind of explained it like a tree, like here's mm-hmm. the top of the tree. Here are the roots of the tree. And for the first time ever, my chart made sense to me. My charge made sense. It had never made sense to me before because people had had said things to me, had you know, told me things, and I'm like, kind of, but. And then the way you explained my chart, I was like, no, that's me. She sees me because I I thought maybe I'm broken because I don't match my chart, Jessica. That's (laughs) an important word that she sees me, right? Yeah. Whether yeah. that be, you know, Meg seeing you in astrology or someone else, that's just a very powerful, powerful word. Well, it was huge. This, you know, I'm, I'm a Libra sun sign and I'm a Leo rising. And that will mean one thing, but I have mm-hmm. a boatload of planets in Scorpio and I kind of mm-hmm. move through the world in a very Scorpio way. And so I oh, never yes, really she does. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I do. Um, And for the first time ever, I felt like, oh my gosh, this makes sense to me. This resonates with what I know to be true about myself and what I'm seeing unfold in my story. So when you said it's a story with all these little stories in it, I was like, yes, like your sun sign is one story (laughs) and it's one part of it, right? Your rising Mm -hmm. is one part of it. But until you get a guide to look at the whole thing, it doesn't come together in a way that really allows you to see yourself more clearly. I I think, you know, Andrea, what do you feel? Yeah. Well, I want to add, okay, you know, I'm going to go way back because you know I am. I have to go back to when you explained, Meg, the story and you go out in the horizon and it's the moment that someone arrives. And all I could think of, of what a sacred moment. Yeah. Right? And yeah. what a beautiful celebration and a moment to honor that almost brings tears to my eyes because a soul has decided to incarnate at that moment on our planet. And I'm just like, I hear angels singing, you know, in my head, that's the way it hits me. Um, but what I've found so interesting, because I really want to validate this for our listeners who maybe don't really understand astrology. And I am one of the clients of Meg's where um, the 
chart sometimes needs to be turned off. And then I just listen to Meg, you know, explain to me. But I did have um, a cycle reading with Meg in August for my birthday. And Meg does not know this, but within two weeks of that reading, two or three of the things that you brought up already came out of other people's mouths, put into play. I mean, it was immediate. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, it's amazing. And now that I know that, so if you're wondering what's the point of astrology, which Meg can tell more than I can, it, I'm so prepared. I feel so prepared for the year. A great way of seeing it because I had a session late spring um, before my father passed and we were talking a lot about my business. Do you remember, Meg? We were chatting Mm -hmm. about how my business was actually going in. There was a whole bunch of things happening with it that were all really positive, but my personal business was going into a new moon phase. And that was really important because I knew I had a lot coming up on my plate, but little did I know, okay, (laughs) but I knew I had a lot coming up on my plate. And it was almost as if that reading gave me permission to step back without guilt from my business, right? Because that new moon phase is, was, you had told me it's okay to step back. It's going to keep going. It will still be there. And it's in this sort of like uh, taking a nap, hibernating, kind of chilling out, doing its thing, going internal. And so when my father passed and my grandmother passed and my husband got sick, there was no guilt at all in stepping away from my my personal business because, because it was going into its own thing anyway. It had its own life, its own energy anyway. And I think, Andrea, your example and my example are two powerful ways that astrology can help. It's not just about telling you, you know, I mean, yeah, your sun sign is great and your moon and your rising sign, all of that. It's, it's really about understanding how you're moving through the world and how the world is interacting with you like <laughs> as well, right? Because you're not like this lone and and you've said this and i think it's it's so brilliant and i can't remember where where i read it but you said it's it it moves us out of this um hyper individualism right and it and it helps us build relationships with the planets and the stars and understanding how we we play into the collective and our part in the collective like and i think that's really important can you talk just a little bit about that Absolutely. I would love to. It's my favorite topic. Um, (laughs) There is a way in which I think astrology can feel really um, unproductively navel-gazing or another way to bypass hard experiences by like gripping control of like that, that ability to be prepared becomes a way to to not like you know, someone might show up to a cycles reading, which is what I call my predictive timing work. um, Just wanting to not feel afraid anymore. Like they just want to, and you can't skip the hard stuff, but having a sense of what story you're in and where you are in that story and having some sense of like, okay, actually the thing I feel like is just starting now actually started four years ago. Like that is helpful information. And it actually is going to shape shift around this time in a few months. That kind of context is really, really helpful. Um, So that, that speaks to one part of it. But the other thing is that those sky changes are happening to all of us. Just it's hitting us a little bit differently. So we're experiencing these things together. So, um, before we started recording, Andrea was talking about a newsletter that I'd written recently about how Mars is going to be in the sign of Gemini for quite a while this year and into next. And 
while different people I see on a one-on-one basis are going to experience that transit differently, we're all undergoing the experience of Mars and Gemini. Um, And so it's just in the air. Like, it's just what's happening right now. And so that also connects us. And also, um, I think astrology is doing its best work when it's kind of a, a gateway, if you haven't started already, or an encourager, if you already have, to build relationships with the more than human world. Because mm-hmm. I see this planet and the planets that are way out there as being alive and wise. And um, they're they're no different than other spirits you might encounter. Um I shouldn't say they're no different. They're different, but they, but ultimately like they, they do have that ability to connect and be in reciprocal relationship. Um, and that can also change the way you experience the story that you're in. So it's like connecting you to other people, connecting you to the multiplicity inside of yourself and also connecting you to the more than human world. It's, it's a, it's a story teller and great connector. Like that is what I think astrology ultimately is. I love that statement because I actually, that can sit with me, right? Mm -hmm. I can, I can, that can land. I can hold that. So Meg, how did you discover astrology? If I may ask. Oh, um, so it's a non-linear story. Um, let me see if I can tell it somewhat in a way that is useful to anyone. Um, I think (laughs) I remember sitting in the backseat of a car with a magazine that was telling me what I was too young to like go to prom, but it was like, what prom dress you should buy depending on your sun sign. And I remember looking at the dress that was supposed to go with Taurus. And I was like, I hate this. I would never, whatever this astrology thing is, is stupid. Um, and then I remember being in college and having a friend of mine, um, ask me if I was a Gemini. And I was, I told her no. And she said, well, I thought you were because you talk a lot in class. Um, And then when she she ended up pulling my chart and she was like, oh, this makes so much sense because you're a Virgo rising. And also you have Mercury and Venus and Gemini. And I was like, wait a minute, there's more than a sun sign. What are we talking about here? And that like set something off um, more. And then eventually, um, I saw astrology as something that was like basically a really cool, elaborate personality test until I fell in love with plants, which I know we won't get into that much today. But um, as I fell in love with plants, one of the things I found troubling or like difficult about astrology was how abstract it felt. And when I fell in love with the plants and the plants came alive to me as like, wise beings that I could relate to. And I was, I had to like leave behind certain kinds of materialist rationalism, which I was holding on to so tightly. Um, I realized if this planet is alive and I can have a relationship with it, then the planets that are way out there have to be too. And that led to so much more depth and um, desire and uh, hopefully healthy obsession. So here we are. I love that though. And I think there's something to be said of the earth and the stars balancing each other out too, right? Like you're grounded in this experience. I mean, we are human, right? (laughs) We are human and we want to journey into the stars, but there's also this amazing planet we're standing on that also carries so much wisdom and so much knowledge with it. So I Mm -hmm. love that those two things that you made that connection between those two things for you. And that lit like a fire in you. I think that's awesome. 
Yeah, That's it was amazing. incredible. I will also say this story would be pretty incomplete if I didn't name drop Channing Nicholas, who, um, right. I mean, <laughs> I, I downloaded every single workshop that she had on her website and she's the one who led me towards what's is called traditional astrology, um, which just like gave me a much clearer for me framework for moving through astrology. And that also happened kind of around the same time that the plants started, uh, buzzing. So I, the two of those together, I think just, um, that really was like, okay, there's no going back now. This is just what I'm doing. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love watching Chani on her IG channel, her videos <laughs> and her book is great. It's awesome. Have you ever gotten to the end of an Adventures with Spirit episode and wished it had gone on longer? Well, you're in luck. Do you know that most of our episodes have extended versions? It's super easy to unlock the extended version of any episode. Just sign up for our free newsletter and we will drop that extended episode right into your inbox. So head on over to www.adventureswithspirit.com to sign up today. So gosh, I have so many questions. What questions do you have? I mean, I have so many questions. Okay, so let's go with let's tie this into our theme, right? Yes. I say this. Yes. This season in our podcast theme, we're talking about empowerment, empowerment, empowerment and self-understanding, self-understanding. And, and I think the way that you do astrology is so perfect for this because you describe it, you know, as a way of understanding our individual stories, which we talked about and placing it in a larger, a larger context. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think examples help and you touched briefly on your newsletter but can you can you touch on something that maybe a lot of people hear about astrology that like you know um that would kind of explain that a little bit more like how the stars can affect not just ourselves but the collective like mm -hmm. i i'm gonna ask this and i hope it's it's probably i can please don't roll your eyes <laughs> but i know people are thinking it out there one of the most common and common things we hear is mercury retrograde Right. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So can we talk just a little bit about that? Cause I think it gets a bad rap. Um, <laughs> it does. It does. I feel like Mercury, Mercury retrogrades up there. The Saturn return is up there. Yes. People are starting to like know about that a little bit too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Mercury retrograde, um, Mercury retrograde is a, um, it's something that it appears to us that Mercury is moving backward. That's what it looks like from where we, from our vantage point here. And having a planet that is involved with um, not just communication, but also like the translation work of how do I take my inside of me and take it outside so we can exchange in some way. Um, and also how do I take in information? That's a bit of Mercury. Mercury also like Merc also comes from like commerce. So there's some exchange of goods as well that Mercury is associated with. Mm -hmm. And so there's a bunch of other things. I could probably talk about Mercury for like way too long. So I'm going to stop <laughs> myself there. But um, the idea of a Mercury retrograde being like, oh my gosh, this is going to be terrible is when that planet is moving backwards or is not able to move forward, maybe is another way of thinking about it. It feels like things are going to go haywire. Like technology is going to break. You're not going to get your mail like you're supposed to. Like little things are going to go wrong. You're going to forget your keys. Like 
you're going to say the wrong thing. Things are, paperwork's going to get messy. Like it's just, that's the fear. And some people do experience that. I think it depends a little bit on whether or not Mercury is a particularly important planet in your chart. Okay. That makes more sense. That makes a lot of sense. And also if Mercury is particularly important for your timing for this particular year and moment, which isn't always true for everybody at all times. Right. And um, planetary experiences, as much as we might want them to be super precise, and in retrospect, you can see the ways in which they were very precise, they tend to narrow down the entire scope of what could happen to a narrower field, but there's still a field. And so even if you also forget your keys. You might also think about a Mercury retrograde period. Um, and I'm not the first astrologer to say this at all, but this is like a taking the retrograde, the re and retrograde and thinking about reviewing, reflecting, maybe going more inward about the way that you're processing information and going back over projects. Maybe you started before the Mercury retrograde. There are some things that that period are maybe a little bit better at, um, or you'd be better at inside of such a period. And so these are things that like, I think this is a good example of the way a celestial experience is manifesting in people's lives differently, depending on their specific circumstances. And also it's truly happening for all people at all times, but it's going to like be acute or subtle depending on various factors. So if you understand, like you hear about people saying Mercury retrograde and you're like, my life's fine. It might just be that Mercury is not like being a trickster to you this year. (laughs) And you will get your turn. (laughs) The wheel turns. You just, you just reminded me, Meg, that I think trickster came up quite often in our most recent cycles reading. And then funny enough, that same week, I had several signs from spirit and the universe all about trickster. And I thought, stop, stop. Yeah. Yeah. I I forgot about that. Thank you for reminding me. (laughs) I'm sure it was, I'm sure it was because Mercury was playing a pretty strong role in your timing. I can't remember right this minute. That's usually usually when, oh, I know it was because we were talking about voice a little bit. And I can say more than that because it's private, but. Right. But it's all about, yeah, Uh it was very much about Mercury this year, which is why I'm, I'm prepared now. However, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I'm just kind of curious if I may, um, this is a very hard question. I'm so sorry. It's okay. But how can we distill this down, so to speak, in a way that people can understand how they can use astrology mm-hmm. for understanding truly themselves and how they are moving in the world, perhaps? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a story that comes up for me when you say that, that hopefully will illustrate it. And if it doesn't do a good job of that, let me know because I can supply many more. Um, but really early on in my sort of switch from astrology seems like a cool personality test into, oh my gosh, this is like something I want to make my life about. Um, so having a conversation with my partner and I was starting to get to know our chart, like not just our sun signs, which like a lot of people don't identify with their sun sign that strongly because they have other strong placements in their chart or they were born at night. So the moon's more important, lots of pieces. Um, And I could go on a thing about sun sign astrology, but we will not do that. Um, I was having a conversation with my partner and I realized that 
my Mercury placement, which is in Gemini, um, which is very what people are probably experiencing in this podcast. Like there's a lot of words and it's animated and there's, you know, and I have always like seven books I'm reading at the same time and four like different courses I'm taking. And there's a lot of just like information and chatter. And that's the way that I move through the world. And it's very outward. It's very visible to other people. My partner has their moon in Gemini, which has a more internal facing experience. It's more of a, um, the moon has a lot to do with our body and our somatic wisdom and the way that we want to be nurtured and nurture other people. It's a lot, all the planets, I could have an entire episode on each planet if we did this. So I'm again, going to rein in that Mercury for a moment. But the point is when I realized this, it made me understand our relationship so much more because I realized that the way I was outsiding, they were insiding. So sometimes my outside would be overwhelming to them because they were already doing all of that chatter internally. And that unlocked so much understanding and compassion and also like for myself and for them. And that's just a small example of like, the way in which I thought we were more different here, but we were actually more similar. It's just the way it was showing up in our charts and therefore the way it was showing up in our lives and therefore the way it was showing up in our relationship. And that's kind of the spiraling outward of self-tenderness and kindness that I think you feel for yourself when you understand your chart better and all the different parts of you. And then you can take that out into the wider world with your relationships with humans or the more than human world. And so to me, it's about letting ourselves be as complex as we are, which allows us to shed some stories we have that are like shaming or um, making us smaller and more um, like hiding who we are a little bit. Um, and so that, and that only opens us up to more connection, I think. So I hope that that addressed some of what you asked about. No, it did. It did. And even ending, I always, latch onto something, um, connection, right. And relationship mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then understanding that compassion and patience hundred percent. Thank you. Yeah, um, you're so Meg, what are you, if I may ask, what are you offering right now mm-hmm. and where can people find you and work with you? Yeah. So, um, I offer birth chart readings, which are great for people who just want to understand what we've been talking about today. Um, and it's a really good choice for people who are like just getting into astrology or want to just like get a good foundation with me before doing more work with me. And then I have cycles readings, which we also talked about, which is more about like placing yourself like you are here in time and and in your own stories, that kind of thing. So that's the more predictive work. Um I also offer something called plant and planet devotion, which is a two session package. That's about getting to know one planet in your chart really well. So if like you're listening to this and what you liked the most was the idea of like developing a relationship with the planet, this is the one. And you do that with the help of a plant. So it has that earth um, sky kind of connection. Uh, And then I have one more. Um, I do a fifth house Dionysian reading, which is all about creativity and joy and pleasure and your birth chart and what it can tell you about that in your life and support you in these hard times. And people can find me, um, at third spelled out, um, hyphen sister.com, which is the name of my practice. 
Can I just say that Plant and Planet is my 2023 goal? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that, I already know what I'm doing for 2023. I'm doing too. <laughs> and, and the fifth house. And then also, are you still doing the fixed? Is it fixed star? So I offer fixed star readings to clients that I see regularly, like okay. both of you. Um, <laughs> but once we're already kind of in that container, because the fixed stars are something that I have a lot of passion for, but I'm still very much learning about them. And so I like to do them with the people that I already have um, ongoing work with, if that makes sense. But it's it was so good. Mm-hmm. I, I have to say, I think Amazing. one of the highlights from my fixed star And this is really about understanding yourself, right? Like having the words to describe yourself. Um, And that came from the natal, the birth, you know, the birth chart reading, the natal reading Mm -hmm. that you did. But the, it also came from all the other readings I've had with you is like having the words to describe myself. And in one reading, it it cracked me up. You were telling me something, it was kind of complicated. And you're like, okay, wait, this is what you look like energetically. You're like a cemetery at night with a swimming pool in the middle and dolphins swimming in it. And I was like, yes, that is who I am. Like, I remember I you called and told me that. I at night <laughs> with a pool in the center and dolphins jumping up and down, right? Um, because Perfect. death is is very prominent in my chart, not in a negative way, just, just mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. And obviously, as you all know, I'm a psychic medium, so it plays yeah. a really big role in my life and what I do. But having those words to describe myself was so freeing. Like, it was like, like I said before, not only did you see me, but then you gave me the words and I was like, yes, that is who I am. Like, I am joy and I am grief and I am joy and I am death at the same time. And I don't know how those things exist together, but I'm proof that they do. So, so get a reading. I mean, get a reading, you all. Get a reading. Because <laughs> folks, it is, let me tell you what, it's you're not gonna you are not gonna regret it. It's absolutely amazing. So thank you so much for coming on today. We really appreciate it. Thank you so thank much. You, it was man. a joy. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh we are gonna have Meg back on to talk about plants later on in the season. Um, and we are so excited because I wanted to talk about plants. <laughs> We had to pick plants you know, or stars I today. I want to talk about plants, so. <laughs> so we're gonna have her back on. But I hope you have a beautiful adventure this week, and I hope you're able to get outside and stand under the stars and really see yourself reflected back at you. Have a beautiful week. Thanks for being a part of today's Adventures with Spirit. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. We'd love it if you left a review. Visit our website at adventureswithspirit.com to subscribe to our newsletter, submit a question, check out classes, and schedule your own personal reading with us. Follow us on Instagram at Adventures with Spirit Official for more inspiring content. Here's to being adventurous. Adventurous.